This is John Byrne, the lead pastor here at Grace Fellowship, and this is the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, recorded deep in the depths of the Grace Fellowship basement here in Lakewood, Colorado. We dive a little deeper into Sunday sermon. I'm Johnny McCloskey, and I'll be your host on the Grace Deep Dive Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast where I'm often found standing in a room or a kitchen or some other room in the house with no idea of why I'm standing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, John, you talked which, about... Which I, which I know you're making reference to my sermon on Sunday, but I don't I don't know if I did that in both sermons or not. I know I did it in one oh. for sure. So yeah. So basically what you were saying with that, with that sermon, and I don't know if that's the one you uploaded onto the website, but you're basically talking about how we need to have a mission... When we yeah. go somewhere, we need to know what, what the end in mind is going to be That's before right. we, we partake in anything. Right. The and tell you're, us, the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're basically saying that, you know, I'm, I'm going to go into the kitchen. I'm going to get a glass of water. That's what I'm going to do. You yeah. Know? And then you'll go in there. And I don't know if you if you mentioned the fact of forgetting why you were there. Yeah. But that happens to me all the time where I'm just like, what am I doing in here? Right. You know, why am I, you know, what's wrong? What's my mission? What's my purpose right, right now? Other than just to stand there. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with having ADD. Yeah. Yeah. A- Age As, deficit disorder. Oh yeah, we can go with that. Yeah, that, that'll work. Also, either uh, attention deficit or age deficit. Because I'm getting older. I'm you forgetting are. stuff. You know, you 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 are pretty pretty old. I, I mean, you're. How, well, John, how old technically, are you? Ten, well, technically, John, if if we round up and down, yeah, I'm only forty. And you're 50. <laughs> if we round this, up. this is true. Yeah, that rounded. is true. Because as of right now, I'm still under the 45 point. So I, I would always round down. Yeah. So yeah. yeah you, and I'm over the 45 point. <laughs> yeah. So you're, uh, you're rounding up. So technically, I'm a decade younger than you. I'm a de- well, yeah. Okay. You, you tell yourself whatever you want, <laughs> well, John. You know what? If it, if, it, if it makes you feel better. If we're allowed to round, then yes. Then that, <laughs> it does make me feel. Actually, I feel a lot younger. Um, but then next year, it's going to be terrible. So <laughs> Right, because then you're going to be no, we're not the same rounding. age as me then. Yeah, then we're not rounding up anymore. Yeah, <laughs> then we're the same age. Yeah, how did I gain 10 years? And, but anyways, uh, yeah, we're talking about one mission. We're still in our series one. Yeah. Uh, last week was love one. Yep. Uh, uh, this week, or, or two weeks ago, was love one. This was uh, one mission. And I, I really like the idea of a mission. Yeah. You know, you, you were, what, why did you decide to come up with just the the idea of having a mission and, and the purpose of it? And like you said, the tell us and the purpose yeah. of that. Well, you know, I think, I think it really has a lot to do with, um, understanding our purpose in this world. Right. And so, you know, God, God has a mission. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, uh, to accomplish that mission. There's a, there's a goal in history. History is not just a cycle. It, there's, a, there's an end in mind, a redemptive history where, you know, we see this kind of, you know, when we talk about it, redemptive history, we talk about creation, you know, God created everything fall, uh, humanity rejected what God created. And then, and then re, um, redemption, which happens through Jesus Christ and eventually glorification, um, which which is kind of the end in mind. The goal in mind is that is that we'll be united once again with our Creator for eternity future, and we're built for that. And so I think understanding that history is going somewhere. It's not just random. It doesn't just kind of happen um, because we're here. Uh, the universe accidentally, you know. You know, I want to say the universe accidentally created, but the universe can't create, right? Only, only a, a sentient being, a being with a mind and a purpose, can 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 do something like create. Um, and so, and so, there is a purpose in that creation. And so, I just really think that it has a lot to do with how God created us. He created us with an end in mind, and and so, and so we have that mission built within us. And when we understand that, 
that gives purpose and meaning to our individual lives. John, do you think it's hard because if we look back, you know, there's different purposes or missions that were accomplished, obviously, um, God created and then, uh, God remedied sin through Jesus yeah. Christ yeah. and he, he died and he rose again and uh-huh. he's, he's now with God, the father. And we're kind of in this lull, a <laughs> uh, sense of the next, <laughs> the next mission is, is I would imagine is, you know, glorification, uh, judgment, you know, whatever, whatever is, it, yeah. is coming up next. And it's been a while since that's happened. Do you find that that maybe we're at a point where we need to really hunker down and, and keep our eyes on the on the the per, our purpose still as we kind of are waiting still. Yeah, well, I think I think there's a sense in which God is waiting too, and we talked about that um, before because you know God is waiting for us to accomplish the things that He has set for us to accomplish for the church to accomplish, right? And so He's waiting for that so that He can you know in, in due time so that you know in a couple of weeks we talked about. Um, the idea of God being patient, you know, God is not slow in keeping his promises, but is patient. Um, you know, he's, he's waiting so that, so that, uh, none, so that because his desire is that no one would perish. Right. And so the idea is that he's waiting for the gospel to be, to spread to the nations and for, for the church to accomplish, accomplish his mission so that the end of that, the purpose of that mission being accomplished is so that the people, um, who put their faith and trust in Christ will be united with him for eternity. And and that's the end that we look forward to and that we have our hope in. And so there's a sense in which God is, is almost waiting for us. Um, and so, yeah, we need to be about the mission. I would rather, you know, that time be shorter rather than longer. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather Jesus come back sooner rather than later. But I also want to be patient along with God so that, because I don't want anybody to perish either. You know, hopefully, hopefully my heart and God's heart are on the same beat with that. Well, I just realized how selfish I am (laughs) by my, uh, my question. Cause I was like, well, obviously the mission isn't us doing anything because we already have the great commission, right? Right. You know, go and commission. You see what what, what I just did there? We always have the, we already have that, right? Our goal is it's not necessarily to be so focused on the glorification, which is a great thing. You know, yeah. God setting everything right. Obviously, that's the very, the the end, you right. know, the, the ultimate mission at, yeah. at, now from this point on. But but in reality, our, our current mission is, like you said, to to sit, to talk about, um, to, to find who, those who, who might be hurting, who might be um, needing a savior. You know, we need to be looking for that kind of stuff. And that's actually our, our true mission right now. Yeah. So I think we should be focusing on. Yeah. And the other thing is nothing well, to even... Well, that's the process, right? The, the goal is, or the telos is, is, is the unification of, of God's people with God, right? But, but there are still people who need to hear the gospel, who need to hear about Jesus. And so that's kind of the, the interim, right? But if we, if we just think, you know, the, kind of the purpose on Sunday was to focus on what we have hope in, recognizing that our mission in the here and now is to bring as many people with us to that purpose, to that end, as we can. So it sounds like there's almost multiple ends to some degree. There's the the ultimate, like you said, um, being with the Father forever and, and glorified. Yeah. And But then mm-hmm. also there's this other mission within that mission is saying, hey, we need to get as many people there yeah, as we can. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could look at it that way, that there's, you know— you know, you might you might think of it as 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 the mission that God needs to accomplish and the mission that we need to accomplish. Maybe that's a good way to to look at it. God's mission is He's gonna you know He's gonna return and set things right, um, but also He's at work in the in the interim as well, along with us in, in proclaiming the gospel. The Holy Spirit works in drawing people to 
to God and, and we work at proclaiming the good news and, and, and that works together so that we can bring as many people into that eternal kingdom as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when we, obviously there's going to be, we're going to have different levels of missions. There's going to be different missions in our life. Sure. You know, whether it could be uh, work related or, or spiritually related or just within our own families and stuff like that. How do we learn to prioritize them? How do we prioritize just all the things, the, the demands in our lives, yeah. the, the objectives. I, I don't know. Just <laughs> next question. No, next. I mean, no. I, I guess I would say this though. I think we often prioritize the wrong things, uh, though. And um, you know, I'm, I'm attending this perspectives course uh, with some people in our church, and my daughter is also attending, and and they're going through some church history stuff. And they talked about uh, William Carey, uh, who was a famous missionary uh, from the past, and and he. Um, and, and usually people go back to William Carey, oh, he's this great missionary and all these things. But he had like really significant family issues and marriage issues. Um, and, and you might say, you might look at him and say he forgot his first priority of mission and that's his own family. Um, and so in some sense, in some sense, that's true. And, 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 and that might be something we consider, right? But he, he got so focused on the overall mission that he forgot about the, uh, you know, this other mission in his life and that being to his own, his own wife and children and that kind of thing. But, but I think the more often now is the exact opposite happens to most people is that they are so focused on, on the immediate, the now mm-hmm. that they forget about the eternal. And he, he had the opposite problem, but most of us are in that spot where we go, yeah, I'm, fo- I'm focused on my, maybe my wife or my kids or my job or my career. I don't have my, time to do this. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And we forget about the, the, the larger purpose. And that, is, and that is to accomplish the mission that God has given the church. And, and, and myself as a part of the church, I need to participate in that church, in that mission, no matter what my career is. You know, it's easy to go, well, you're a pastor. Well, yeah, I'm a pastor, but it doesn't matter. If I was a construction worker, I would still have that overarching mission in my life. And that is, and that is to glorify God in all that I do and to, and to bring the gospel to the nations and, and looking forward to that hope that I have in eternity future. And so, and so it doesn't matter what my job is. That's the underlying mission. So I don't, I don't know exactly how to balance or where that balance is. And I'm not even sure balance is the right word. Um, because I would say that that mission underlies what we do as a husband or a wife or a brother or a sister or whatever, whatever relationships we have, that, that larger mission is in all of those. And, and, and when we lose sight of that, then, then we get our priorities all mixed up. Yeah. Right. And so, so as a, as a husband and a dad, that mission is to my wife and my and my son, but that doesn't alleviate me from the mission of proclaiming the gospel out into the world to other people either. I've got to do both. It's got to underlie everything I do. Well, it's like it's almost like you have to. You know, we have so many things in our lives, so it's it's so important to go to the the ultimate commander or whatever it is, yeah. the general, to say, Father, what am I what am I expected to do here? You tell yeah. me what to do. Yeah. And I'll do it. Yes, sir. You know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, Joe's been, my son Joe's been on a baseball team and, and that's a mission field and that's how we treat it. But baseball team's a mission field now. Joe spends time, he's working on, you know, hitting and fielding and stuff like that and, and all those kinds of things. But, but we talk a lot about, you know, uh, his friends and, and, and my wife and I have talked to other parents and, you know, we try it. That's a mission field for, for us as a family. And, and, and we're trying to instill that in Joe even now. Hmm. Um, and so it's a mission field, wherever I go, wherever, everything I do is my mission field. And so as, and so that's personal life, that's 
professional life, that's recreational life. It's everything. Everywhere I go, that's my mission field. You know, I think I just maybe answered my question, but what is the best way to keep that mission at the front of our minds? Well, I, I do think there's some other things you can do. And um, certainly there's a lot, actually, <laughs> to, to answer that question. There's a lot of answers. You know, certainly attending church is important because that reminds us that, hey, we're here for something else that mm-hmm. transcends everything. I think that's really important. Our life groups, that's really important. Um, reading reading scripture, especially, you know, not skipping the book books that are hard, like, you know, reading Revelation, reading uh, the passages from the prophets in the Old Testament that that point to this eternity future, whether it's keep you know, Ezekiel, painting that Isaiah. picture yeah, in front of us. Yeah, that, keep it in front of us, right? Um, memorizing some scripture that points us to that that new heavens, that new earth, that new Jerusalem, that 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 reun- being reunited as a as a human race with God. Um, all of those things, all of those things, constantly in our minds and on our minds. You know, the things we listen to on the, on the radio or in our cars, podcasts we listen to. Like you're listening to this one, I hope. And actually, if you're hearing this and you're not <laughs> you're listening, listening to this, then you're that's listening. weird. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, well, you, you know, know what? Though, but in other fairness, podcasts as well. In fairness, though, Jen, I've put on a lot of podcasts that I've not listened to. So yeah, right. Yeah, so I'm just like doing other things. So that that is true. Technically, you could be listening. It to could this be on, but you're not and listening. not listening at the yeah. same time. Yeah, there you go. Um, but but the point is, there's a lot, right? There's a lot that you do day to day. The the when we pray, not just praying for you know. Aunt Sally's bunions or whatever it is, yeah. like that's great. Have you, have you seen her bunions? No, and I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for we her. We should but, pray for them. Yeah, man, we should be praying for for God's kingdom to come. Right? That's he. he and Jesus, Jesus talked about that mm-hmm. in Matthew six when he taught the disciples how to pray. You know, praying for God's kingdom to come, praying for for eternity future, praying for the the lost that they would be found, praying praying that God's kingdom would would come. Would, would make itself known in this world so that we can experience it for eternity. You know, those should, that should fill our prayers as well. You know, sometimes I think I feel oftentimes discouraged and lost and frustrated, you know, and, you know, almost like a soldier who is uh, kind of wandered off, you know. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of times as Christians, we got feel distracted. that way. Yeah, it's got distracted or forgot the mission, forgot my purpose. And then um, I find myself, you know, hanging out, mingling with the world and stuff like that. And then you're like, man, what am I doing here? I... Where, but I don't even know where where the troops are anymore. Right. You know, we get so discouraged. And I think it's so important, like you said, just we need to be in a constant, you know, communication with the Father. Yeah. You know, always listening to Him uh, in His Word, like you, you kind of mentioned too, and, and with uh, surrounded by believers. But what do we do when we are discouraged? Because sometimes <laughs> we get discouraged. I mean, obviously, a lot of those answers you just said yeah. affect that. But, I mean, addressing the issue of discouragement alone, how do we... Because it is hard, you know? No, it's a, it's incredibly hard, and discouragement comes. And we, we ought not um, treat that lightly, I guess is a good way to put it. You know, uh, several several in history have talked about the dark, nar- dark night of the soul. You know, I think it was A.W. Tozer talked about that some. There's, there have been others. A.B. Simpson, I think, talked about that What's some. What's that, the dark night of the soul? Dark, well, it's it's discouragement in some ways. It's it's this. seems like it sounds like it's pretty common yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and, it, and oftentimes, you know, during those times, sometimes we feel like God's not present. We we kind of lose a sense of God's presence in our life, God's work in our life, and and it becomes extremely difficult to to really navigate that in our life and our spiritual life because we're like, wait a minute, what is wrong? And 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 God seems to be silent. Um, and depression can set in, and those are those are real things. Uh, and and I, you know. There, you want to say, yeah, read scripture, pray, all that kind of stuff. That, yes, 
do all of that. Can that pull you out of that depression? It can. Does it always pull you out of that? Not always. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes God has us there for a reason. And and those reasons are sometimes um, mysterious to us in the moment. Um, and, and, and God might reveal them later and he might not, but, but I, I think, you know, as, as some might put it, you just kind of endure, you embrace the suck a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that doesn't mean you ignore it or that you just have to man up and pull your boots up. You know, we should cry out to God. We should seek, um, encouragement from our brothers and sisters in Christ and all of those kinds of things is we're not meant to, to go through that alone. But it is a reality that others experience, and, and we shouldn't lose sight of that either. Uh, we're not alone in that. Um, so certainly being part of church, going to, going to life group, being in God's word, praying, all those things. I have noticed um, this, though. A lot of times people will, will go run away from the church at the very moment they need the church the most. Um, and this seems to be a pattern when people go through a difficult time in life. You know, maybe they, they lose a loved one, they go through a financial crisis, some other relational crisis, something like that. And and they'll go, well, and they'll back off from church. They'll just kind of, well, you know, I got these other things, so I'm going to go focus on those things. So church is going to, I'm going to set church aside. Guys, to be honest with you, that is the worst decision you can make. Mm. Be in church and, and then be vulnerable. Force yourself because nobody wants to. Nobody wants to go, oh, Life's hard right now, and here's why. And I'm really struggling, and or I'm hurting, or I'm whatever. Nobody wants to do that, but it's it's. But you gotta force yourself to do it. To go, hey, I'm I'm struggling, I'm hurting, you know, help. Well, it's like the, the even continuing with the battle analogy. It's like we're all on this mission together. We're all you know fighting soldiers and brothers in arms and all that kind of stuff. And then the 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 enemy starts firing shots and life explodes around us and, and chaos happens and it takes a lot of discipline at that point to stay within, to, to not react and just to stay within, you know, within the lines of the, of the, <laughs> the regiment or whatever, you know, yeah. instead of, instead of running. And, and that's sometimes our, our initial instinct is to run yep. and to do our own and, and to run to the, and to the arms of the enemy, which is go the, the wrong way, man. Yeah. And it's happened so often. And, and there, and, you know, I know I do it and we all do it. And the reality is we have to have that discipline to stay where we're at and just endure it and endure it with each other. Yeah. It's always a good thing. Um, just that, that idea of brothers and sisters in arms. I yeah. love that. I mean, it, we all have the same mission, right? Don't, or maybe we don't all have the exact same mission. I mean, we have the, the so certain the, mission. The larger mission is the same. Yeah. But we all have certain missions within, within our own lives that are yeah. unique to ourselves. Um, how can we carry um, each other through their through their struggles and failures and and when that 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 uh that I'm trying to think of a good war term explosive but when that landmine goes off yeah you know and we see our brother and sister start to run how do we bear you know bear their burdens and encourage them and yeah I mean that's that's incredibly difficult and and it's weighty too you know it, it is burdensome because when you try to help somebody else carry their burdens it it just it's heavy right. And, and that's why we need community. That's why, we're, that's why we do things like life groups. Um, that's why we have uh, communities. And, and sometimes our communities can be overwhelmed with need. And, and man, you know, sometimes there isn't a clear answer to how do we do this. Um, but doing it alone isn't a better option. You know, and I think that's what we need to remember is, is, is look, I'm not even sure. It, it might be that I reach out to somebody and, and, 
and they don't know what to do and they don't do the right thing or, or whatever. Like that happens all the time. And then, and then we get mad and, and all those kinds of things. But, but you know, if we can endure, if we can be patient and if we can, um, if we can find a way, uh, whether we are the one helping or the one being helped to, uh, to endure, right. By the spirit of God, you know, um, endurance is one of the, one of the, uh, uh, gifts of the spirit and, and, and to endure and to trust that God will see us through, uh, and, and with our brothers and our sisters, I think that's super important. But as we go to help if we're helping somebody else, it can be, it can be weighty and heavy and we need to be willing to seek help in that too. And so, you know, it's a community We're brothers and sisters and, and sometimes we're a hospital. That means carrying people off the battlefield to get, to get to for healing, you know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes we're part of the battalion, you know, we're firing the shots. We're out on the front lines. We're engaging the culture with the truth of, of the gospel of, of, of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and sometimes we're teaching, we're, we're an educational institute and we're or in, in institute. In, uh, institution institution there we okay, go okay. <laughs> I, was, I lost the word <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we're an good. educational institution and we need to teach and and prepare people so that they can go out on the battlefield or so that they can help heal or, or whatever the case might be um you know so so we need to take all those roles and and god has gifted us different for those um but the the overall mission is the same some of us some of us are, are parts of different aspects of that but the overall mission is the same and there are going to be wounded and we've got to come alongside the wounded and help heal. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's just, it's complicated, but it's, there's a lot there, but we can't carry it alone. And mm. that's the whole point. I think a lot of times, you know, in my, I think, I think our number one purpose obviously is to be strong and, and to, and to fight and all that kind of stuff and help others. Right. Yeah. But have the, the awareness that we may go down. Yeah. And when we go down, we need to run to each other and say, Hey, I need help. So yeah. I can get back out there again. That's right. You know? And I think that's, it's just. You know, I think we, we feel bad about, I don't want to be a burden to anyone. I don't want to whatever. Yeah. But I think the reality is, is if we have the mindset of, I, you know, I don't want to be a burden. I want to go and attack and, and, and do all this stuff, but understanding I'm going to get hit and I got, I, I'm going to be a burden at some point and that's okay. Yeah. And, but I want to, when I'm not a burden, I want to be able to lift the burden, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a, a good mentality to have. Like, Cause I think I see a lot of times, you know, see people come in and, or we just know people in our lives yeah. where all they are is the burden. It's right. like, come on, like go lift something, you know, please right. help out a little bit. You know, I think we're and so the, afraid to be that person. And but. there is a time when we need, when we need to be pushed or little, somebody needs to, you know, give us a swift kick in the pants, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hey, it's time. It's time, time, man. You're good. You're, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Suck it up here. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> let's go get out you know? there. Let's get out there. Let's move. Embrace and, and, the suck. Yeah. And, so, and sometimes you got to fight, fight wounded a little bit, you know, I mean, there's, uh, you know, that kind of thing too, as well, or you, or whatever it is. But the point, the point is, is there is an overall mission and we do have different missions within that. And we need to understand those roles. Um, but we're all called to the, to the mission. Mm-hmm. Every, every one of us. So it, there's, there's one mission. You know, and, and, and we're part of it. John, you meant, uh, briefly talked about, or you talked about a little bit ago, the idea of just being discouraged or down or yeah. even depressed at times. Yeah. And, you know, I've, uh, I've experienced, you know, I've, I kind of like a little bit. I like depression a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I get, I, I, if you know me, I get a little depressed sometimes. Yeah. I get down sometimes. 
But usually with me, it's not that I'm going through a hard time that God wants me just to suck it up or, or, or uh, embrace the suck is what yeah. you said, which yeah. we, should, we should make shirts with that phrase. There are, there are shirts with that phrase. It's oh, kind okay. of a military is that where term. You took it? Yeah. Okay. But I, uh, I didn't make it up. I like that. So, but usually it's not that. It's not that God's asking me to embrace the suck yeah. and just deal with it. It's, it's usually because I'm off somewhere in my thinking or yeah. my priorities, whatever yeah. it is. And God allows me to feel that depression yeah. and to feel that, that angst or whatever it is. And, and so that I can repent. I yeah. think it's a lot, of, a lot of times it's good to remember it. If we're going through a depression, obviously there's sometimes where you can't control it right. and you just got to embrace it. But yeah, I think a lot of times, and, and I'm not going to say statistically, but I think in my own personal history, yeah, a lot of it's my own mistakes, mm-hmm. my yeah. own uh, wayward wondering, yeah. you know, and I've, you know, either either left and, and got on my own or, you know, I've withdrawn on my own or whatever. I'm focusing on things that are going to make me happier than it, anything that's found in God. Right. And then it's that, those are those times I need to repent and say, you know what, God, what can I? And that's the beauty of it, though. That's what I love about about uh, about God and, and his son and all that kind of stuff is because, man, I find myself depressed or down or whatever. And all it takes is a God, I'm sorry. Yeah. Help me to do these things better. Help me not to do these things. Um, and then instantly it starts to turn around. Yeah. And um, I'm a, I don't know. So I just kind of want to throw that out there. Well, I just, you know, I, just to, to bounce off that a little bit, you know, we, we often like our own, whatever the issue is, right? We like it. And, and that's why we find ourselves in it. But if, you know, if we're, if we're, uh, biblical in our perspective about the world, right? Whether you know, talk about Philippians four, where you know it says it says don't be anxious about anything, but through prayer and petition, right? And there's this idea of bringing these things to God, and that, or or whether it's the teaching of Jesus in in, in Matthew six that basically has a similar things. Don't don't worry about what you're gonna eat or what you're gonna wear, all those kinds of things. God will provide that, and then and then the next verses right after that are seek first His kingdom. In other words, in other words, we need to seek the kingdom of God. First, and not worry about the basics of these other things in life that, that you know, God will provide. You know, and, and I know that that sounds cliche, right? Well, God will provide, but He will. He will provide, and and He'll provide what we need in according to you know His wisdom, not ours. And and that's something we need to trust in Him. And depression often comes from anxiety. It often comes from uh, a view of yourself that is not based on on biblical. Uh, things you know, I, you know, we sang that. Did we sing it on Sunday? I'm a child of God. You we know did that, a, yeah. a version of that, yeah. a version of that, mm-hmm. and, and you know, r- recognizing that that hey, I'm a, I'm a child of God. You know, whatever th- whatever issues I have, I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. Where does my worth come from? Well, what, my worth doesn't come from me or from what I've accomplished. My worth comes from the fact that God saw me wor- worth sacrificing for in Jesus Christ. That should be all I need to recognize that that I'm worth something. I, I think, I, you know, to bounce off that again, you know, I think it's a, there's value in that. When we start out with God and we get filled with him and seek yeah. his kingdom first, then really we, we are full and sustained going through our day. When we do it the opposite way, when we go to the world to, to seek fulfillment, yep. we're often empty and miserable. Exactly. And always needing more. Right. And that's the problem. And our resources begin to dwindle because we always need more. Yeah. And we ha- we're spending, not necessarily financially, but also financially, but yeah. we're also always spending looking for something because we're never satisfied. Never satisfied. Never satisfied. Yep. And, that, and again, that's mission creep, right? We, yeah. we, get, we lose sight of the mission. Watch this transition. Ready? I'm ready. Never satisfied. We're always chasing the wind. 
Ecclesiastes. See, uh, I kind of did that. You talked about Ecclesiastes. I uh, did. Uh, chapter 311. Yeah, I did. And not about chasing the wind. No. But basically, uh, you had mentioned, the verse says, actually, he has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to the end. And I love the I Two things I want to uh, talk about is God has set eternity in the heart. Yep. And then also that we can't fathom it, yeah. um, what he has done from beginning to end. It's so cool to look around and you, I always have those times where I see people who are desiring, uh, maybe have a desire for eternity. And, and I love, and you know, it's one of those things where you really notice everybody does think about death. Everybody does think about what's to come. And that's just one of those weird things you would think about, or at least you would think. But in reality is God has placed that desire in their heart. And I love to see, I love to see when scripture kind of interacts with, with what I see in front of me. And you kind of see the evidence of it. Yeah. Why? Why is it that you know? How do we help people who are who are looking for something more? Um, how do we help them? Well, I mean, God wrote it on their heart, right? And so I think we have to depend on that and recognize that it's there. Um, but sometimes they don't realize it's there. They don't know that this is what they're looking for. Um, they experience. Uh, something's missing and they know that something's missing. And so they look for it. This is often the case with love, right? Everybody's looking for, we all want to be loved and we want to be loved, you know, for who we are unconditionally, those kinds of things. And we, and we talk about that um, and, and it's expressed itself in, in all kinds of ways and a lot of them not good. Um, but, you know, so we, so we search, uh, you know, I have a friend that uh, I'm thinking of who, who I think is looking for that transcendent love and, and keeps looking for it in kind of the wrong places. Um, cause it can only, that transcendent love can only be found with, with God, with the creator of the universe, with the one who sacrificed, uh, himself, his son, Jesus Christ. And, and that kind of love can only be found one place. And yet we look at it, look for that love in this world. And there's other things. It's not just love, but, but we look for that in this world and, and we look for it all over the place. And sometimes, sometimes that, escapes us and we're not even sure what we're looking for, but we go from place to place looking for it. And so a lot of times it's just being patient and observant and waiting for a person to go through crisis and then being there when the crisis happens to say, Hey, I think what you're looking for might be found over here with Jesus. You can find it here, but, but you've been looking for it in the wrong place and, and you can find it here and, and being that, that person in their life. But people often, I think don't often know that that's what they're looking for, but God has placed it on their heart. Um, and so, so for us, I think being observant, being intentional, being in people's lives, um, looking for that opportunity to point to the place where they go, whether, whether they seek something in with drugs, with, with sex, with, uh, other, you know, material possessions, bank accounts, toys, and by toys, I mean like adult toys, like, uh, you know, boats and cabins yeah. and those kinds of toys, you know, was it bumper sticker, the one with the most toys still wins dies. or something or still dies or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, well, that's the other one, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the most toys wins. And then it's like the one who dies with the most toys, toys still dies. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, and realizing that there's an eternity and recognizing that I think people it's written on people's hearts and we just got to be opportunistic and prayerful and, and, and smart. Uh, about pointing that out to people at the right times in the right places. Well, that yeah, um, John. I was going to ask you the the idea of God not allowing us to fathom. Yeah. To um, if we do have this desire, kind of on our yeah. hearts. Obviously, he he point he does reveal himself to yeah. us. 
But sometimes there's still some mystery there too. Oh, hundred like, percent. Why does he, why do you think he, I mean, obviously you can't speak for God, but why do you think? I mean, well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that God <clears throat> hides it from us. I think it's just, we're incapable of understanding it. Uh, you know, our finiteness, our limited capacity. Yeah. I really think it has more to do with that than, than God hiding it. Um, you know, we just, we just can't, we can't always see uh, how he's working in every situation because it, it, the, the world is so complex. We can hardly make sense of our own family relationships, much less the entire world. Um, you know, we, we have such a limited capacity, but God has revealed himself to us in a way that we can understand um, on some level. And so, so we seek that and he's, and he's given us promises for eternity future, you know, the goal, the end, the telos. So he said, here's what awaits. Here's your mission. Seek that mission. There's mysteries about me and how I'm working at all the time, but he's given us enough. And, and we don't have to understand everything. We just have to understand enough uh, to follow through on what God's called us to. So there's sometimes there's just um, we just have to understand that when the general says, here's your mission, this is what the end's going to look like. You know, yeah. to some degree, I'm going to paint a little bit of a picture that you can understand. Trust me, we're yeah. going to get there. You know, just uh, continue to do what I'm asking you to do uh, daily, moment by moment. Come to me, seek my my commands for the day. Be filled with me yeah. kind of thing. Because yeah. we're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. You don't need to, know, you don't need to know, understand the whole mission. Nope. I think that's kind of what you're even as soldiers, you know, or whatever in an army. We don't need to understand the full purpose of the mission. What exactly just is going to look like. Yeah, just you tell me what I need to do. And uh, sir, yes, sir, I'll do that. Yeah. John, any other rec- uh, resources you recommend? Well, I mean, there's tons of there's tons of books about about those kinds of things and and the mission of God, the kingdom of God, and um, you know, I mentioned a couple of them before. Uh, you know, I think I think Russell Moore in his book Onward is is a really good one that I think helps us understand um, understand mission uh, in in this world, in this time, in this culture. And so I would I, I'll just kind of again recommend that that people take some time to read it. It's not necessarily the easiest read in the world, but I think it's I think it's worth your time. And understanding God's mission in this world and, and what part we might play in that. All right, so John, let's wrap this up. Let's let them go. What's the big idea for the week? Uh, yeah, the mission of the church is the gathering of people from all nations to the throne of God. And we are the church. Thank you for joining us on the Grace Deep Dive podcast, where we believe in real grace for real living. We'll see you next week.